So this is episode 323 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Riley. So this is a follow-on from the last episode. This is to sort of get into, you know, the engine and dismantle it of, of, of partly of what happened this week. Transgender is a topic that I have sat on the sidelines very quietly and observed and watched and listened and learned and not said very much about. It's one that I have clocked up experiences helping people to navigate and listening to a lot of people's ignorance around it. And the radio station debate basically all spiraled from one little moment because there's a huge amount of tension in Ireland towards the idea of having a national maternity hospital. And that's historic. And it goes back to the fact that we haven't looked after women's health or prioritised women in this country for generations. We've treated the whole aspect of childbearing in a very peculiar way. We haven't called out rape. When people have ended up pregnant, we've locked them up in institutions of shame. Their own families did that. They delivered to them to the door. They cared more about what everybody else thought and what the church thought than they did about their own children. We have let women lie in beds and die in in full awareness. Very intelligent, educated women who medically knew what was happening to them. Women who were already mothers. We let them die rather than save them for their children and for their families. So that's the backdrop to building a national maternity hospital in Ireland and having had the repeal the eighth referendum. And all somebody wanted us to do was to leave the word woman out, to recognise that there's a diversity of journeys in that. And traditionally, gay women have been treated very badly within the health service as well. I have personally had a doctor wait till my mother left the room and there was no witness to tell me that there was nothing medically wrong with me, that I needed to just get psychiatric help for the fact that I was gay. So that's another element of the story. And then we have been, I'll probably use the word barbaric, towards intersex people. And we have been completely ignorant of the whole journey for transgender people. And I'll be honest, it's one of those journeys that I suggest outsourcing it to somewhere else where you are supported. I don't really want to go into that too much, but there are a couple of key figures in Ireland with a lot of power and a lot of say and a lot of negativity who have so much judgment wrapped up in this, and actually so much out-of-date language and ideas. It is very firmly treated as a mental illness. You have to, it it, it rings very similar to me to the conversation of proving that you need help educationally, because you have to prove that there's something psychologically wrong with you in order to gain help. And in this journey, you have to prove that there's something mentally wrong with you to facilitate the start of this journey. So that's that's the base of where we're starting from. 
And in the midst of all of that, there's a big sort of global challenge in that we don't seem to realize that sexuality and gender are two different conversations. I've always felt that there are limitations in transgender people being embraced under the LGBTQT umbrella, and I'm sorry if I've left letters out there. And there's a sense of, yes, there's an overlap. Yes, it was a better home than no home. There was some understanding and sense of wanting to meet people in, in, in a similar pain and support them. But they are different conversations. And unfortunately, when a lot of people, a lot of activists, had felt that they had campaigned a lot for gay rights, they felt that their work was done. And, and I don't consider it done. I don't consider that, I, I think those communities needed a lot more nurturing and support. I think there was a lot of growth that hasn't been created. And it's, it's now incredibly easy for people to start to unravel that and pick apart all the ground that's been gained in it because we didn't continue supporting and doing work. We didn't recognize, we thought it was just something that you, a point, there was a destination in it that you traveled to and then it was done, right? And so a lot of people needed a new, a new job. They needed a new role to go to. And so they migrated across to talking about the transgender conversation and to campaigning for, for rights in that without recognizing that it's a different conversation with more complexities to it. That sexuality is only a part of the conversation. And I feel that a lot of people spend too much time talking and campaigning and not enough time listening. Like for me growing up as a gay person, especially in an Irish context and somebody who wasn't able to read books and wasn't able to read the books that I needed to be able to read to find myself. And without having role models on television, not that I was a very big television person, but, but those role models just weren't, they weren't in the media, they weren't in the mainstream, it was completely taboo. There was so much, there's been so much grand gained in that. And, and that's what I mean by it's, it's, it's beyond legislation to build new conditions in this, new normals, new expectations, new society ideas of relationships and of partnerships. There's so much more to it. There's a new, a new idea of what a family looks like. We're still trying to do all this work in Ireland at the moment. And don't forget, there are still 48% of this country who voted against it. And I have worked with many families since the referendum, who voted no and their children came out afterwards and we've all had to sit down and, and, and pick our way through the shrapnel of that and heal the wounds. So when I was growing up, it was very simple. I just needed to see a representation of myself. I needed to know what was possible. I needed it to be beyond the first communion dress and all those expectations. I needed a new narrative. But what I have never read and never listened to in all of the assumptions are made and all of the, the parts that are being brought into to young children in school now to try to have this conversation. What I haven't listened to 
is what did the transgender person need to hear at 6 and 10 and 12 and 15 and 17 and 20? People haven't been asking questions to sit there and listen and understand the answers. There's key parts of the journey that I never hear spoken about. Because everybody's so busy campaigning for something that they think it's the same as what they already know. They think it's the same conversation. And there's an extraordinary amount of ignorance around it. And there's an extraordinary diversity in the journeys. As an aside to that, there is a movement for a current younger generation to really question the the roles of gender in society. So that's like a third complicated conversation that's taking place on the wings that has a place in all of it as well. But there are far too many people talking and not enough people listening. There are far too many assumptions and not enough questions. And that's really what's at the root of four days of a national radio station in Ireland being able to facilitate the sort of ugliness that they facilitated.